Hello, and welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. My name is Tina Conroy. I am so grateful you are here. As a professional intuitive medium, Reiki master, and yoga teacher, my intention is to explore intuition so you can gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. I honor your spiritual growth. Thank you for listening. Today on the podcast, it is just me, a solo show. It is not a meditation nor an interview, just me speaking to you about my dry January experience. I have to tell you that I have went to record this episode a few times and stopped a few times, but here it goes. There's something about being vulnerable and showing up. And I know that as you tune in each and every week, or if you're new to the podcast, it is about stories. It is about reality and it is about real life. So that is why I'm sharing my experience of dry January. So I asked myself a few questions and the first one was, why did I start? And the reason I started was because quite honestly, it obviously was after the holidays. So I can say that the holidays were overindulgent, like most people, or at least for me. But quite honestly, for the last three years, I have not had my feeling, my internal feeling, a good relationship with alcohol. And I don't want to go ahead and blame the pandemic because I think a lot of us are blaming the pandemic, but it's been about three years. I found myself just getting into an internal, uncomfortable relationship with my wine. And I've always had this in the last three years that it was something that I wanted to remove. I would take breaks occasionally. I would go a couple days here and there. And I think the thing about it is there's such a stigma about drinking. You're either an alcoholic or you're not. However, I have learned so much in this month. And at the day of this recording, it is February 1st, and I continue to go through February dry as well. But the reason I started is I started noticing that I just didn't feel well. Quite honestly, I just didn't feel good. I kept blaming it on hormones and my age and my sleep and achiness. And I knew deep down that if I had taken this out of my diet for a period of time, it probably would help. But I never could seem to take it out for an extended period of time. I would say, okay, I'm only going to drink on the weekends, or I'm only going to drink at social events, or I'm not going to drink on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, or something like that. And time and time again, for the most part, I would always go back on my word. I would always go back on my word. And it started to become this thing where I would be this healthy spiritual teacher by day and at night have my glass of wine. And and I'll be really honest, and this is the vulnerable part. Sometimes it wasn't a glass of wine. Sometimes it was two glasses of wine. And sometimes it was three glasses of wine. And it's not really the quantity. 
it was the internal struggle. So for me, for quite a while, I've just been struggling with this thing that I felt I desired, that I felt I worked so hard and that it was my time. It was something that I really should have because I give so much and I do so much. And it started to become the thing that I felt that I was giving myself a special treat. So that's kind of why I started Dry January. It was a perfect excuse to take a break from alcohol. Now, what was easy? Well, it's really interesting. Like I've said, I've started and stopped a few times, but I have never done, or let's say, I haven't done a 30 days in a long, long time. I think about three years ago, I did a dry January and it ended up being a damp January, which is I got through maybe 18 days and then I had had enough. But when I went through it that time, it was more like white knuckling. Like, okay, I said I would do dry January. I'm going to do it no matter what. But I wasn't all in. I was white knuckling it through. I was mad that I wasn't drinking. I was annoyed that everybody could drink but me. I felt like I was depriving myself. And I came around to it this time completely, completely different. I use it as an opportunity and I use it as an experiment because I really look at life as an experiment. I look at my business as an experiment. There are things that I'm going to try and I'm going to miserably fail. And there are things that I'm going to do in my personal life, in my business, and I'm going to succeed. And so I looked at this month as an experiment. But let me tell you what was easy for me. It was easy for me because I chose it very spiritually and with intention. You see, I don't know if you know this, but I speak to angels. That's a little joke. I have been speaking to my angels and spirit guides for quite some time. And sometimes it was when I would overdrink and wake up in the morning and plead to them, please help me. Please help me. I don't want this to be part of my life. Please, angels, please, angels, please, angels. So the angels have been listening for quite some time. I made the decision and I used them and my spirit, my own spirit, my higher self, my spirit guides to really help me. I really dug in deep to my spiritual practice. I found my favorite prayer book and you may have seen that on Instagram because all of a sudden I was posting some stories of prayers and I would read a prayer from that prayer book and I still do every single day. I would find a prayer that I liked and I would read it three times. For some reason, I feel three times was what was best for me. So what was easy? It was easy to lean on my spiritual practice. It was easy to not white knuckle it this time. It was easy to say no. And it was easy to look at it as an opportunity, not as something that I'm depriving myself. What was hard? 
Hmm. So what was hard was not the actual part of giving up the alcohol this time, although in the past it was. What was hard and challenging was kind of future tripping. Like, am I going to be fun still? Will people still want to hang out with me? What am I going to drink at the beach? Do I still go to a happy hour? Will I drink at my children's wedding? And I found myself moving so far in the future. And then I would pull myself back and just say to myself, just for today. And you know, the principles of this just for today is the principle of Reiki, but it's also the principles of many, many spiritual practices. Now, I will share with you, I did download the AA app, but it didn't resonate with me to go to a meeting, but I like the quotes and I could kind of feel the 12 steps as being very, very helpful, but it just didn't resonate with me for me, but I like the principality of it. I like the spirituality of it. So I actually like some of the quotes and I've actually read a little bit of the of the blue book, if you know, or the big book, I think it is. But I also um, allowed myself to, when I felt really challenged or getting through another day or future tripping to if I'll be, you know, happy or people will like me or what will I do? I really dug in deep to a lot of sober podcasts and I'm going to link a bunch below because they really helped me. I also dug in deep to books and I'm going to link some below too. And I started to realize that I wasn't alone. There were people choosing not to drink for many, many reasons. And even if I didn't call myself an alcoholic, which I actually have no trouble with that, I fell into this gray area drinking, which is so common. I didn't even know anything about it. The other part is I started to learn more and more of the science of alcohol and that blew me away. Of course, we start to hear more and more that alcohol is a carcinogen. And I knew this and I knew that the amount that I would be drinking just in general, because no amount is safe, by the way, as they have come out to say, you know, it used to be three to five glasses of alcohol a week for women is safe. And I don't know what it is for men. They have now come out and said, no amount of alcohol is good. And that alcohol is a known carcinogen. I mean, let's face it. I treat women with breast cancer every Monday. And I have many, many people that have been diagnosed with cancer and they didn't get cancer because they were drinking alcohol. But when you are diagnosed with cancer, they tell you to look at your diet and they don't say, go have a couple drinks every day. <laughs> so let's just face facts. It's just not a good diet, meaning nutrition. And when you look at your nutrition, it's looked at more and more um, to really watch your intake or not to drink at all. And then um, the other thing I wanted to say is now what? Like now what? Today's February 1st. Now what? I love dry January. It kind of was easy to say, hey, I'm doing dry January. Oh, me too. I think I I heard a statistic that this dry January, there was more people doing it than most, or I think it's on the rise. I didn't even realize that dry January was uh, created in the UK. 
and it sort of seeped over to, to where we are. So it was a little easier. I didn't do too many social interactions in January. I mean, January is cold and there's not a lot going on in winter in New York, but now there is no dry January. There's no commonality to say to somebody, oh, I'm just not going to have a drink this January. Now it's February. So what's about February? But I've chosen for me that I am going to continue on in February. And a little learning or things that I've, you know, been finding out, I don't want to say forever, not because I don't or do. It's because what I've learned is just day by day, but to have a plan. So my plan is, is to create a stretch, is to take the 30 days and stretch it, create a stretch day. And when they talk about a stretch day, say, I'm going to do 30 more days. And after those 30 days, say, I'm going to do 30 more days. And then maybe 30 more days or something like that. But let me tell you some of the things that I want to share with you that I've noticed. And this has been the most astounding thing that I can really share with you. So, and if you're listening and any of this you have received, if you've ever tried a dry January or you've abstained from alcohol, maybe you have felt this too. So immediately I felt clearer in my mind. I had way more energy than I did before. My eyes are brighter. My skin is better. I don't look puffy. I don't have this puffiness in my body. I had this ache of my hip for the longest time, just the normal aches and pains, hormonal 55-year-old woman. And I swear the aches and pains are mostly gone. I am happier. I'm just happier. I'm always a happy person, but I'm truly happier. My mood swings. I would have more ups and downs, sort of like very hormonal that I would say. And my mood swings are pretty even. Not that I don't get upset or I don't get frustrated, but I'm not swinging really high and really low. And this is the big one. And this is probably, well, this really is my why. I like myself more. Matter of fact, I love myself more. The internal struggle of just not feeling authentic, of just not feeling I could do this thing and just get it to a place that felt good or take it out of my life altogether for a little bit or forever. And now I have peace, this internal peace that I am so proud of myself and I feel damn good. That is the big one. I chose my word freedom in the beginning of the year. And I know if someone heard that word, it could mean many, many things. But for me, it was the freedom of not feeling conflicted, the freedom of being authentic, the freedom of not feeling something was controlling me and the freedom of loving myself more. So that's my story. 
I'm glad I hit record. I'm sure there'll be a follow-up episode at some point. And um, cheers to February 1st. I would love to hear from you. So if you're out there and this has struck a nerve or this has helped you or you're interested or you have a question for me, and believe me, I don't have all the answers, please feel free to drop me a line. I'll leave my email below. Until then, I am going to sail into February and I'm wishing you a beautiful month as well. So I'm glad I did this episode. My angels are cheering me on. Have a beautiful day, everybody. Namaste. Namaste.